Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we are still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host, and we're a group of law enforcement professionals, mostly professionals, that talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me introduce the crew. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have him back all the way from Las Vegas. Formerly Las Vegas Metro Police Department, Lieutenant Randy Sutton, founder of The Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. Thanks for being on the show, Randy. Also, David D. Gresta, uh, Corporal David, uh, retired from a PD and from an SO in the Tampa Bay area. So thanks for being on the show. And actually, uh, David's old stomping grounds are where I'm at in Plant City right now. So uh, thanks for being on the show. I, I believe that's true. Maybe not. Maybe it was just the women that were chasing you, David, were from Plant City. I, I always get the story mixed up, you know. But uh, thanks, guys. Hey, I'm, I'm getting great reviews from our show yesterday where we had Hernando R.C. on from the Texas-Mexico border talking about the whole border crisis. And, hey, you know, we're not going to be left out because we're still kind of hinting around that, uh, those border stories. But let me give a shout-out to our sponsors real quick. We have GallsAUFire.com, great product. We'll talk about that more in a minute. GunLearn.com, BlueTheGold.com, and MyMedicare.live. Also, a shout-out to Brian Burns for the free press at TampaFP.com. Thanks for carrying our content, Brian. And also Ray Dietrich with redvoicemedia.com. You know, we're streaming the eight locations right now. Three of those belong to Red Voice Media. They got about a million followers on those three Facebook pages alone. So thanks to Ray Dietrich and Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. And, and mentioning the free press, I believe that our second story um, is from the free press because Brian Burns sent me that story yesterday. So we're going to be covering that. Um, just in what your appetite and what we're going to be talking about, assuming that we've got time to do all this, the first story, terrorists arrested in Minnesota, roamed free for an entire year after illegally crossing the border. That should really not surprise anybody, but yeah, we've got it in print. We're going to cover that first. We have hard times could be ahead for traffic cops and motorists in the state of Illinois. And that came, you know, from our, uh, our buddy, uh, Tampa, uh, the free press at TampaFP.com. Also a traffic stop for a minor infraction in Stanford escalated into a full on physical altercation. Lansing releases a body cam footage of a shooting where the officer was struck by a car and then we have a disgraceful Tacoma police chief. He alleges that his cops, his own cops, are racist after they get acquitted. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a wild show today. So, look, lawofficer.com, terrorists arrested in Minnesota. They're, this guy roamed free for a year after illegally crossing the border. Uh, wow. So federal authorities caught a terrorist at the U.S. southern border and released him into the country where he roamed free for nearly a year before being arrested in Minnesota just days ago, according to an internal federal memo exclusively obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. Now, this individual is unnamed, which is the first flag. Um, and the memo only identifies him as a member of the Somali terror group, Al uh, I guess, uh, Shabab. And he was released shortly after being caught illegally crossing the southern border in, uh, in California on March the 13th. And this is according to the memo. Now, the DCNF, um, they, you know, this is the group that got this memo. They did not publish, um, or it's not publishing in order to protect the identity of the confidential source. So that's why they're, they're not releasing the name. The terrorist screening center deemed him a mismatch after they ran his name through the terror watch list. And this is according to the uh, memo, which was sent to ICE immigration and customs enforcement. Now on January the 18th, the terrorist screening center, they made a redetermination is what they're calling it, that the individual was a confirmed member of the terrorist group uh, Al-Shabaab, and that he was involved in the use, manufacture, or transport of explosives or firearms. And two days later, ICE nabs this guy in Minneapolis. Wow, Minneapolis, right, of all places. The Border, uh, the border Patrol 
catches 172 terror watch list suspects attempting to enter the U.S. illegally. Uh, they did this just during the year of 2023. That's 172. Now, the number of suspected terrorists caught trying to illegally cross the southern border continues to grow. And Border Patrol agents apprehended 50, that's five zero illegal immigrants on the terror watch list just between the months of October and December of last year. And that's according to federal data. So for comparison, there are a total of 30 such encounters between fiscal years 2017 and 2020. So again, from 2017 to 2020, and that is what? That encompasses uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. So that's four years. During a four-year period, they encountered 30 people, but just in the last three months, it was uh, 50. Wow. Um, guys, any surprises or shocks on this one? Probably, probably not, but uh, at least they're getting the information out there. David? Yeah, we talked about this before, uh, where if, if people in this country actually believe that there are no known terrorists in the country, that there are no uh, sleeper cells in the country, you're just stupid. Uh, it's not surprising. It's, it, I think the probably the statistics would be the same as far as people are concerned, just like just like drug um, interdiction is concerned, uh, they probably catch maybe a third of what's coming across the border. And if you remember, and, and as, as as I understand it, most of the illegals that come across the border will give themselves up. Once they hit American soil, they give themselves up. They, they know they're going to be processed. It's catch and release. They're going to be processed and let go. So because of that, uh, this terrorist probably either made a mistake because the people that don't want to be processed and released, they successfully sneak across. They, they have no contact with, with border patrol and they head, head out into the U S. So this was just pure luck on, uh, on, on Homeland security and, and border patrols uh, aspect, because otherwise he would have never been found. He would never, they would have never have known he was in the country uh, if he had not presented himself to them not thinking that he would get caught, which initially he wasn't. So again, uh, they're practicing the, I guess they're practicing that, that thing of better lucky than good um, or whatever, all, all's, all's well that ends well uh, theory of police work instead of best practices. So um, people should be waking up by now. I've, I've, you know, but we'll see, we'll see what happens come 2024 election. Uh, you know, David, if I was crossing the border and I wasn't a terrorist and wasn't worried about being run through a database, I'd go ahead and stop and give myself up, too. If I was going to get yeah. a check, free free, uh, free uh, health care and free and, room and board and a stipend, yeah. a paycheck for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And transportation, wherever you want to go. Oh, so, yeah. You know. Yeah. Pre preferably a, 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 a liberal run city. You Mar know, Martha's Vineyard. Born. How about yeah, Martha's, Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I take a free ride to Martha's Vineyard, a one way ticket. Sure. Why not? Randy, wh where would you want to go? I'm already there. I'm already there. I'm in hell. <laughs> Randy's <laughs> you know, already there, living the dream. When 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 I see these stories, the frustration that I feel um, at, the, at the lawlessness of this administration, of uh, of Biden's administration, is just startling. I, I I still I can't figure out why. No one is being held accountable. Well, maybe they, maybe Mayorkas is now being held accountable because of the impeachment. Um, watch, just watching him uh, and, and and his smugness and his direct lies to Congress and the people of the United States. You know, the headlines are full of 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 criminals who are illegal aliens just 
just running rampant. There was a headline yesterday that uh, a bunch of New York City police officers were attacked by a group of illegal aliens, and they were beaten. And yet, even though they were arrested, they were released without bail. So they're just laughing at this ridiculous system that, that is not only at the federal level, but at the state levels in states like New York and Illinois, which we're going to be talking about, California, Minnesota, and 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 it is truly the the breakdown of the criminal justice system from the top down being being fostered by Biden and, and his lawless administration. Well, you know, in all in all honesty, I mean, let's go ahead and set this record straight right now, so so people watching the show don't doubt us. These borders have been open, and you're right. The mil- young military men. Uh, or, or military age men are coming over. This guy has an explosives history, this terrorist they got. Guys, it's only a matter of time. And 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 the damage that's been done, we don't we have no clue the damage that's been done because it hasn't really it hasn't really matured yet. So there's gonna look, you talk about terrorists. We may have nipped we may have nipped one terrorist in the in the bud, but let me tell you, we're gonna be in a world of hurt. And uh and even if Trump gets in office and he takes 87,000 new IRS agents and puts them on the border or, or actually puts them throughout the country, locating, you know, these illegals and shipping them back and deporting them. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to be able to unring this bell and it's, we're going to be in a world of hurt coming, coming, going forward with these terrorists that have gotten through and their, their total um, purpose in life is going to be to destroy America and put us in a world of hurt. It's going to, it's, it's coming. It's, it's not, it's not if it's, it's one. Final words, Randy, or anybody? If not, we've got our, our next story. So, you know, that is my prediction. So at least uh, one for the good guys, a temporary win. Uh, but, Randy, you're right on with talking about the um, the Biden administration, how they're handling this. This could all be avoided um, and, and instead of just blaming it on the Republicans not wanting to give more money in a package that's going to be going to Ukraine and, and, and saying that it's going to be for border security when all you have to do is, re, you know, reinstitute the executive orders that Trump had in place before, you know, Biden removed them. Now, TampaFP.com is the source for this next story. Hard times could be ahead for traffic cops and motorists in the state of Illinois. So, guys, just listen to this. So this is written by our buddy Brian Burns. An Illinois lawmaker has introduced legislation that would prohibit police from pulling over drivers who exceeded the speed limit by up to 25 miles an hour. Okay. And also people, drivers that commit other traffic infractions, such as not having working windshield wipers, which is a safety issue, or driving with an obstructed windshield. All right, and that's usually, what, covered free by insurance, right? Uh, Illinois State Rep Justin Slaughter, remember that name, Justin Slaughter, introduced House Bill 4603 that would amend the Illinois Vehicle Code, saying that no law enforcement officer shall stop a motor vehicle for, and here we go, here's the list, failing to display registration plates or stickers. Being operated with an expired registration sticker, violating general speed restrictions, unless it's a misdemeanor or felony offense, and improper lane usage, unless it violates a misdemeanor or felony law. Now, look, this list, it's short, but it's sweet. Stick with us. Our commercial break will be right back. All right, guys, hopefully Corporal David can help me out with this one. It's time to talk about the new Gauls at Gauls.com slash Leo. 
the country's leading uniform clothing equipment and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as our panelist, Captain Brett Bartlett, always says, they pretty much have everything for law enforcement except for guns and ammo. So if you haven't checked out the new Gauls lately, go to gauls.com slash Leo, and please do that. Don't wait. Now, Corporal David, he's a big fan of Gauls. He's typically ordering even when he's on the show. So what do they have going on today at Gauls? Uh, it's a buy more, save more kind of a sale. So 20% off, 175 bucks, 15% off, 125 bucks, and 10% off all orders. So big sale uh, site-wide. Wow. And, you know, they have golf gift cards as well for your family, friends, and loved ones that are not just involved in law enforcement, but, hey, firefighters and also uh, military. Check them out, golfs.com slash Leo. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, we left off talking about Illinois State Rep Justin Slaughter, who's introduced House Bill 4603, and they're amending, or they want to amend the Illinois Vehicle Code, saying that cops cannot stop motorists who fail to display registration plates or stickers, so they've got no, they got no tags um, being operated with an expired registration sticker that's on the tag. Uh, violating general speed restrictions unless it's a misdemeanor or a felony, improper lane usage unless it's a criminal offense, failing to comply with certain requirements concerning vehicle lamps, you know, like headlights, taillights, that kind of stuff, excessive tint, defective mirrors, obstructed windshield or defective windshield wipers, defective bumpers, excessive exhaust, and lastly, failure of the vehicle operator to wear a safety belt. And the bill also provides that no evidence that is discovered or obtained as a result of a stop that violates these provisions, well, listen to this, including but not limited to evidence discovered or obtained with the operator's consent. So even if he gives you consent, you still cannot use that in a trial hearing or other proceeding against this guy. The bill would handcuff law enforcement officers in nearly every scenario, except for an increase in motor vehicle crashes, which would be the result of not being able to enforce traffic laws. Wow. Um, Randy, start us off on this. Just when you think... It can't get any more insane in in liberal states like Illinois. You you have this happen. First, it just went into effect in 2023, the, quote, Safety Act, which is some of the most incredibly radical, anti-law enforcement, anti-public safety legislation ever in the United States. And it passed. And Pritzker, that retarded, that, that that uh, governor there um, signed it into law. It basically re removes cash bail. It's every aspect of it is anti-cop and anti-law enforcement and anti-public safety. That's not crazy enough. Now you have this legislation that is being put forward. The, it's it's very very clear that the that the radical um, left that is the that is the political leadership of the of the state of Illinois don't want to hold anyone accountable for anything other than the police. That, 
They, the only thing they care about is prosecuting cops and destroying the ability of the police to police. And it is, it is, it is insane. It's, it is um, leading to more and more violent crime as if it couldn't get any worse. Uh, it's just, it is absolutely stunning that, that this guy can put this, and I don't doubt that it's, it's going to pass. I think that's going to pass. That's that's the truly insane part. Ten years ago, this guy would have been laughed out of office, and now this is the new reality. It's sickening. Well, I, whether he gets laughed out of uh, out of the, the chambers or not, that might be another story. You know, it, that's what remains to be seen. This is just another idiot, uh, radical Democrat. Really? No. Um, who is? I think emboldened has been emboldened by the passage of what rainy rainy pointed out the safety act um you know somewhere in there one of the idiot mayors up there said that there was no evidence that um you know people being released on bail had any effect or or not on bail cashless whatever crap they want to call it had any effect on crime or what they did but yet at the bottom bottom of the article it says that there was a a study in california that showed that uh, those released on cashless bail committed 163% more crime overall and 200% more violent crime than suspects that were released on bail. So, you know, I, I you know, you can, it was out of California. I don't know who did the study, take it for what it's worth. But again, just, just absolute idiocy, but we'll see if it gets passed. I, he was, I'm, I'm certain he was emboldened by the safety act. So, We'll see where the legislature in Illinois goes with it. So we have an interesting statement, guys, from MVS. You know, MVS, a big fan of the show. And, uh, you know, he's a uh, his name is Michael. He's in uh, Colorado. Um, so he writes, so if I get hit by someone going over 20 miles per hour in Illinois, can I sue the Illinois government for not enforcing the speed limit? And, of course, there's a little thing. Everybody complains about cops having qualified immunity which means that we have to qualify for it and we don't even get it automatically. But of course, these legislators that we're talking about, the people in Illinois government, they have something different and actually it's better than qualified immunity because they don't even have to qualify for it. It's called absolute immunity. So yeah, it's it very difficult to sue governments uh, and much less to hold these people accountable. They're, they're going to enjoy absolute immunity and you're, you're, you're not going to get any skin off of them. David. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I, it all depends on the laws in Illinois, but um, it, there is there are ways that you can sue governments. It's you know narrow channel, but law enforcement it would law enforcement again is, is what's who's going to take the brunt of this from that direction. But in the end, it, the, it, the the title is a little mis misleading, saying that traffic cops are going to be in for hard times. The traffic cops in the end will just go, okay, if this is what you want, this is what you get. And they'll like, yeah, they're going to dust their hands off and, and back off. And it's going to be the citizens that live in that state that are going to suffer. It's, it's not going to be the cops. They'll get they'll if they're smart, go someplace else. If they can't, they're just going to sit under a tree and watch people go. Going, eh, eh, he was under 25 over. Well, let, can't. <laughs> and, and that'll be it. So it's the unfortunate reality of, of living in Illinois. Yeah, I mean, MVS had it right. When I read the story, my first thought was, is, you know, crap, it's going to be unsafe for the right or for the people out there. You know, it's just, you know, people are going to start dying and getting killed because of this irresponsible, you know, law that's put in place by ignorant people. So wait till you see what happens to the car insurance rates. Yeah. And you can drive around without a registration plate. I mean, that's fascinating that he would put that in there.
what what is the what is the thought behind that? Why would he pick that other than to allow criminals to do their thing without the without with very a very much slimmer chance of being identified because there's no license plate on the car. So yeah, so we have automatic tag readers. So you know, you're driving down the road and you've got the right equipment in your patrol car and you're reading tags as you're driving down the road and you just get a hit and alert and you know the you know it your your computer lets you know, you know, but you're running you know, you're running yeah. uh, tags and and running the uh, tolls, the, the toll owners. booths. Yeah, think of toll roads. No more, no more toll roads. I mean, it's just, it's just fantastic. The idea it's is just wonderful. crazy. Yeah, People, <laughs> yeah, just crazy. Well, guys, it's time for our second commercial break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, guys, struggling with the ins and outs of warrantless searches and seizures, or what about the liability of getting it wrong? Say hello to BlueTheGold.com. They translate search and seizure doctrines in the clear, straightforward concepts that any officer can relate to. Plus, they give the training for free thanks to BlueTheGold.com's free weekly webinars. Now, next week, they're talking about RVs, motels, and tents. Sign up at BlueTheGold.com today. Join thousands of your peers in blue and step up your legal game because, frankly, you and your agency cannot afford not to. So, hey, now it's time to talk about AU Fire at AUFire.com. They are the standard. So now agencies can prepare their Leos for the mental challenges associated with being wounded on duty, forcing them to adapt, problem solve, and refocus, and also overcome to effectively neutralize the threat. AUFire.com has the only option to safely prepare Leos for the instant, intense, random, and distracting mobilization of a body part associated with a debilitating wound. Go to AUFire.com, watch these cool videos, learn about the product, AUFire.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, still live from the Boss Talk Studios in Plant City, Florida. You know, David, talking about that, uh, you know, Illinois, what are your other words, yeah. buddy? Final thoughts on that. The, the way to defeat that bill is just to point out to the the rest of the, the government in Illinois how much money they're going to lose when they don't aren't able to collect fines or aren't able to collect toll uh, tolls on toll roads, aren't able to collect taxes on registrations, things like, things like that, because you can't pull people over for not having that sort of stuff. But on another note, I'm with um, MVS, and this is Butter, and, and what in the name of the African savanna um, did Randy do to his cat? Is that some sort of um, <laughs> some sort of oh my lord, uh, whatever? The lion, the lion yeah. look. <laughs> that, his name is Lion Boy for a reason. Oh, I, I thought Randy was like maybe doing an on an you know a live on screen audition for like Lion King or something, and he thought I'm just going to you know shave my cat and maybe see if it gets me anywhere. You know, Who knows? <laughs> all right. He, he's very handsome. <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, moving along, let's go. Let's jump to our favorite law enforcement video channel. It's called This is Butter, and it's at rumble.com. So uh, so watch this. A traffic stop for a minor infraction, which they won't be doing in Illinois, by the way, but this is in Stanford. It escalates into a full-on physical altercation. One. Get out. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Get 
So we're describing great detail what's going on because there is a video component to this. And look, if you're listening to our show audibly through podcasts and radio stations, please stay loyal to those platforms that are bringing you this good quality content. We're describing great detail so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. And if you absolutely have to watch a video that we're talking about, this live show is reproduced the very next morning on our Rumble channel, you know, Leo Roundtable Rumble channel at nine o'clock in the morning. And in that reproduction, we actually embed all the videos that we talk about and we put pictures of the good guys and the bad guys. So it's a neat way to watch the show, and that's available to you the very next day at 9 o'clock in the morning. We do that Tuesday through Saturday. So a traffic stop for a minor infraction in Stanford escalates into a full, full-on physical altercation. It's now the center of controversy as the driver claims that he was racially profiled, and then he was beaten, and then he was tased by police. His name is Victor Davis. So Victor Davis says that he's driving down the street in Stanford, and it curves to the right when he ends up being pulled over for not using a signal. Now, notice I said it curves to the right. There, there's a, the argument, that's part of the argument because he's saying it's not necessarily a turn where he has to use his turn signal. It's just a curve, okay? But because he believes the stop was unlawful, Davis said that he asked for a supervisor and he refused to comply with the commands to give his ID or to get out of the car. So ding, 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 um, he's non-compliant. And that's, you know, that's the first mistake that this guy makes because he can always complain to internal internal affairs later, but he ends up, you know, getting pulled over for not using a signal. Um, So eventually Davis says that the officers break his window and then they attack him before he's even able to get his bearings. He says, I open my door and as I'm getting out of my car, he, meaning the cop, punches me. And by the time he punches me, uh, my feet ain't even on the ground is what Davis says. And then he says, when asked uh, why he thinks he's pulled over, he believes that his race played a factor in the stop. Um, now, look, I get a little animated talking about this because I can't even count the number of times I've heard this stupid excuse. But he says, I think he was racial profiling. I thought that uh, he just seen two black people in a car rolling down the street. And I'm not playing around with the verb, which is exactly verbatim, according to this article, how what he said and how he said it. That's why I really felt about it, because I didn't see no other reason for him to even come after. Now, the videos, which are from two different police dash cam videos and body cams uh, worn by Stanford police and also by Officer Braden Graham, um, who made the initial stop, and Officer Matthew Medford, who was backup, they showed what really happened in the incident, and it wasn't exactly the same thing. Dash cam video from Officer Graham shows him driving around until he notices the vehicle driving in the dark. He follows behind it briefly, makes the car makes a right turn without signaling, prompting this stop. The main road does not seem to have uh, to leave drivers with no, with any other option but to make that right turn, according to the KTAB and KRBC, and because uh, they go out and they do their little investigation. So Davis, our bad guy, he's a bad guy because he was not compliant. He stops immediately once the police lights start flashing behind him. Officer Graham approaches the passenger side of the vehicle, asks for Davis' driver's license and proof of insurance. Davis asks why he's being stopped. Graham tells him he didn't use his turn signal. Davison starts arguing with the cop, saying that he was uh, not on a road where he needed to do a turn, didn't need the signal, yada, yada, yada. Graham asked both Davis and his passenger, Ricky Reed, to get out of the car. They refuse. They keep refusing. Graham tells him he's going to drag them out, start breaking the window if he has to. So they keep refusing to identify themselves. Medford arrives as the backup, approaches the driver's side. Medford gets the conversation with Davis. Now it starts to get a little bit better. Davis is still refusing to give ID, get out of the car. So. He wants his supervisor, Medford, 
church counting backwards. I'm going to give you, I think it was five seconds. And he has this little device. And David, you probably know what the name of it is, but it's a cool device, spring-loaded, and you just release it, boom, window shatters. So that's what he ends up using. Cop uh, reaches in, has to unlock the door from the inside while our bad guy's in the driver's seat. But as soon as he opens up the door, bad guy comes out swinging. And actually, it's le- the bad guy's left arm gets caught in the seatbelt, restricting him, not only restricting him being able to hit the cop. I mean, he's still fighting the cops, but it's also restricting the cops being able to get his arm and get him handcuffed because, you know, if the seatbelt's running through the arms, you're not going to be able to, to move him anywhere, you know. So it was a, uh, that, that's pretty much the highlight of this thing. Um, commentary, Dave, Randy, you want to start? I know you've had a lot of stuff like this, Randy, going on. And I'm talking about not the one being pulled over, Randy, just for clarification, because I know you could go different areas with this, but I'm talking about you actually being the guy pulling the dude over. But uh, any commentary on this? All right. Randy changed his mind on talking. So, David, you start us off. Go ahead, Randy. I think ahead. I think we got a little close to home with 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 Randy. You know, he, he all of a sudden he muted his microphone. And he said, "No, nah, I'm not touching this." I didn't mute it. My cat muted it. My cat did it. Uh, the lion, the lion king. The lion boy did it. No, this was what a waste of 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 energy and time. This is the this is the stupidity that that we were we've been seeing where people feel like they can just say no to the police. No, I'm not. I'm not giving you my ID. No, I'm not. How did this? How did we come to this? This has been this has been now happening for years because there are no there are no consequences for people's actions. So they believe they're they're emboldened enough to just say no and think that the police are going to go away. Well, they're not going to go away, and and there, I, there was reasonableness in what this officer was asking. He was trying to be cool. Then the second officer. He tried to to de-escalate this situation, and th- th- these two morons weren't having it. So the fact that this escalated to the point was strictly because of the two people in the vehicle. This could have been handled probably in five minutes. The, the guy would have gotten a warning, and that would have been that. And instead, they escalated it to this point, and you can't tell me that they weren't also thinking about suing from the from the very from the very beginning of this, allowing this to escalate, making it escalate, thinking that there might be a payday at the end of this because of what we have seen nationally across the country. So it also appeared that this is a small town and everybody knows everybody. If you, if you, I don't know if you caught it, but it sounded to me like this moronic driver said to one of the officers, you're, you're, I'm going to tell your daddy about this. So it's, I think that there's, more at play here as well. Hey, Randy. Who? Yeah. Who's your daddy? Mm. <laughs> you, you, my daddy. <laughs> yeah, there you right, go. Right, that's right, that's a frightening. That's a frightening thought in and of itself. <laughs> um, you know, it, it it's one of those scenarios, and, and you look at the at the at the story, and and the news agencies filed a Freedom of Information Act almost immediately to get the video, and the city said, "Oh, you want the video? Sure, here it is." Because once again. Uh, these videos now start uh, exonerating way more police officers than they convict. So that's what you're seeing here. And this guy is, you know, the, the driver is, he's a big pile of what Randy cleans out of his cat box on a, on a regular yeah. basis. So that's, that's not surprising. Um, the, you know, and to your point, Chip, the, there's all sorts of little tools that cops have. The one that I used to carry is, is this uh. little sweet device. Um, called a rescue, R-E-S, letter Q, me, 
no affiliation. I don't have any attachment to the company, anything like that. Um, and it is a, a window breaker and a seat belt cutter all in one. Carry, you carry it on your belt as part of a keychain with my old handcuff keys and stuff. Um, and that's what they use, something like that, to, to break the window. Very effective little tools. Um, but the uh, the idea behind guy people like Randy said that now feel that they can say, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to comply. Where you take your ticket. If you don't think you were right, that, that's why you go to court. You bring your evidence and whatnot. You tell the judge, and the judge says, "Oh, case dismissed. You, you shouldn't have that, that. That was a, a bad stop or whatever." But that's this is not the way that you handle it. And but this is the way that it usually ends. So enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have a question for David. Uh huh. So you've been retired for a while. I, I just want to know why you have your off duty. <laughs> uh, it's just in, just in my drunk in my junk drawer. I think I still have handcuffs. Don't worry, Randy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here you go. Wait, wait. He's <laughs> only saying that because they created a statute saying you can't carry handcuff key on you anymore, and he's just trying. It's in my drawer. Old, I don't carry Smith it on me. Old Smith yeah. and Wessons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, it's time for our last commercial break, guys. Stick with us. We will be right back. All right, guys, you know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning, and they've actually made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and also firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar, and you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad that you did. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that Randy's cat was going to get so much attention on the show, but uh, while the uh, the streamers are still talking about the cat, so I'm just throwing that out there for our, I know our, our radio uh, listeners, you know, cannot fully appreciate the visual of the Lion King that's on the screen with Randy. Uh, but, Oh wow! Wow, was that? I'm just trying. Was that? Was that actual audio from Randy's microphone, or is that from producer Jimmy? We I don't even want to know. Um, but look, moving along, we've got another story that also has a video component. So we're still going to describe in great detail what's going on for our listening audience, especially the audio listeners at Rumble.com, our favorite law enforcement video channel. Again, this is Butter Lansing releases body cam footage of a shooting where the officer actually ended being struck by the car. So body cam footage of an officer-involved shooting just released. City of Lansing shooting occurred on Wednesday, January the 10th, and it happened at a home. Lansing police responded to the call of the house as a follow-up for the Jackson County Sheriff's Office. So yet again, we have a police department picking up the slack from the Sheriff's Office. I'm kidding with that, by the way. But but anyhow, the Sheriff's Office uh, initially started this. They're looking for a suspect wanted on probation violation who had fled from the deputy several days later. I suspect he lived in the city, and just the city cops were going to go take care of business for the sheriff's office. So the suspect is Zachary Dooling, 
and a witness were in a car in the driveway when several of the police officers arrived. Now, the officers can be heard on the video instructing the suspect to show them his hands. Now, the car then, what's it do? Do they comply? Absolutely not because they're bad guys. So the car accelerates in reverse before going forward and striking one of the officers who's Officer Robert Olson. He's a seven-year veteran of the department, and it hits him in the lower body. After the impact, you can hear several shots being fired. The white 2014 Chevy drives away, leaves the driveway. Um, our bad guys located it the following day, and Lansing had sustained a minor injury to his shoulder. So that's the way this goes down. I still think we need more training dealing, um, shooting at and from moving vehicles and occupied vehicles. But, David, what's your take yeah. on this? Yeah, I know. Um, we need a little bit more training and common sense. How about that? <laughs> yeah, um, that too. You know, now the description doesn't do the video justice because as the officers are, are approaching this vehicle in the driveway, it's, it's a driveway that goes beside the house and the driveway extends from the street in front of the house to an alleyway that's behind the house. It's a straight driveway that goes straight back to the alleyway. So the, the bad guy drops it in reverse and the cops are all coming up from the street toward him in the car. He drops it in reverse and starts backing up toward the alleyway. Now, one of the, the biggest things you have to do as a, as a zone cop is you have to know your zone. So if you didn't know coming to that location that there was an alleyway behind that house, well, then shame on you. But if you did know it, what, what genius thought it would be a good idea to chase a car on foot to the back of a house to an alleyway that's now behind the house? If you knew the alleyway was back there, you thought it was smart to chase the car on foot. Because you know the guy's going to go back to the alleyway. He's going to make a, a two-point turn back in and try to go in this alleyway. You know this, or you should. Again, if you don't, shame on you. Um, and the, the officer, as he's running at the car, the car goes to make the, the two-point turn to, to go down the alleyway. He runs in front of the car and, and kind of around toward the driver's side. The problem with this is going to be proving that this driver did what he did intentionally or if it was just simply the cop getting in the way of the car as he was trying to flee now i'm not sure what the laws there in in michigan are as far as operating a motor vehicle and, and how that all relates but the cop got pinched between the bad guy's car and another vehicle in the alleyway and i'm sure it hurt and and, and all that but i can see uh a, a you know a a very cop hating district attorney up there somewhere going, you had no right to shoot at that car. So these scenarios that police officers are putting themselves into in, in, in these places is problematic at the least and downright career jeopardizing at the worst. You guys have got to be smarter than this in, in doing these types of things. I don't care what kind of a bad guy you're, you're, you're chasing down. Uh, that that scenario was just not the wisest choice of tactics that you could ask for in that scenario, and that's being nice. Well, probably not going to be happening anytime soon in, in the state of Illinois, Randy. But uh, what's your take on this? You know, this is a uh, this is kind of demonstrates about what happens when we get caught up in the moment. You know, the, these you got to you got a split second to make a decision. Um, about what you're going to do. Their adrenaline is pumping. Uh, the, this guy, I mean, running after this car, this, I mean, it didn't make any sense from when, when you think, you know, when, when you're in the, in the moment now, 
where you're looking at it and you go, ah, what, what was I thinking? But when the when the situation is hot and the adrenaline is is pouring through your through your system, these unfortunately these decisions get made. And sometimes, I mean, thank God that this officer wasn't hurt or killed during this uh, during this this mess. Uh, but it could have happened really, really easily. Well, I thanks guys for weighing in on this too. I appreciate it. I've got something that's probably going to drive you both you guys crazy. We've got a little less than uh, four minutes, so let's cover this. Lawofficer.com. Seattle doles out ten million dollars to Black Lives Matter protesters who claimed excessive force during the 2020 riots. Only in Seattle. I shouldn't say only in Seattle because we've got some close contenders like San Francisco and Portland, but the city of Seattle will dole out $10 million to 50, that's 5-0, Black Lives Matter protesters who sued the police department for allegations of excessive force during the 2020 riots. The settlement was announced by attorneys from both sides on Wednesday, according to Fox News Digital. Now, here's a quote from city attorney Davison saying that this decision was the best financial decision for the city considering risk, cost, and insurance. The case has been a significant drain on the time and resources of the city and would have continued to be so through an estimated three-month trial that was scheduled to begin in May. So they saved the city all this grief and all this money by just giving $10 million to 50 people who are Black Lives Matter protesters. We have two and a half minutes, gentlemen. I don't know if that's enough time to cover this, but David, start us off. Um, just an, I understand the business aspect of it. That is true. You save the money. You save the city probably a lot of money in fighting this case or cases. Uh, but at some point in time, somebody's got to stand up and draw a line and go, "No, we're just not going to do it." There's a principle involved here. Not, but then you go back to that, and Seattle has no principles. They have no integrity. They have no morals. So it fits perfectly with that place. Randy, the, the same thing happened in the city of Austin. It happened in the city of New York. It happened in Portland. These absolutely gutless um, city managers and politicians and lawyers uh, just pay out, and this is what encourages other uh, other uh, people like these these other protesters, quote unquote, rioters is what they were. And uh, and once again, this encourages more and more of the same conduct. It's sickening. Yeah, you know, just uh, rewarding them. And, of course, it's just like, you know, it's just like dealing with terrorists, you know. You just, uh, what's the incentive? I mean, well, the incentive is there to keep doing what you're doing because, you know, it's a payday. You know, there's 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 no um, no deterrent. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty sad. Um, well, guys, uh, we're, we're about a minute out, you know, from, uh, you know, from ending the show. So um, what I would like to do is just real quickly, David. Um, I want to talk about what Randy's, I want to talk about what Randy's cat's doing on top of his, on top of his printer, that's that's the, well, you got to be careful what descriptors you use because you know, I didn't say anything, I, I just said, what, what is he doing? <laughs> and thank God, most some people that are on radio can't see the video of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. if I, I could say that if I if I could do what the cat's doing, I wouldn't even need to be married, I just put it that way. So, but um, but anyhow, <laughs> was that pretty good, Jimmy? Hey, why not? I'll take it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, good, old and weak. Come on, hey, do better. Now, you know, um, aufire.com, it's one of our sponsors, and guys, you know, they've got a great system out. So if you're an agency head and you're looking at a safe way to train your people, we see a lot of guys that are involved in deadly force situations or shootings and stuff, and they just, you know, 
It you just simply in a training aspect, a lot of us are trainers. We have a training background. It's just very hard to to train people on how they react when you get shot because you know you don't want to put a bullet in somebody, right? I mean, when we train, we we get sprayed with CS gas and OC pepper spray, and we'll get tasered and stuff like that. But you cannot typically simulate being shot or stabbed with a knife. This product is pretty amazing. AU Fire at AUFire.com. They got videos that show you how they disable body parts, and it's completely safe. And by the time you go through it three times, your return fire accuracy improves dramatically. It's a game changer in the industry. You guys really got to check them out. Randy, uh, take about 30 seconds for the Wounded Blue at thewoundedblue.org. Tell us what's going on. Um, woundedblue.org is the um, is the organization that helps injured and disabled officers across this nation. And we're doing amazing work. If you're law enforcement and you're struggling with either physical injuries or emotional, contact us at thewoundedblue.org. And That's if right. you support law enforcement, hit that donate button. All right. Thanks, Randy. Also, shout out to Gulls, aufire.com, gunlearn.com, bluethegold.com, mymedicare.live. Thanks to Brian Burns, Free Press, TampaFP.com, redvoicemedia.com. Thanks for carrying us, Ray Dietrich. We'll see you back tomorrow at 12 noon.